0: All right, everyone, I want you to stand up right now. Take out your phones. Take a selfie with your neighbor. It's time to get social.
1: Welcome to the 9th Amazing Race race 28 recap episode of the Your Team Number podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as ever is the Canadian whose preferred mode of transport is an alt rigger canoe, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. The lady who begins every week with us, hoping that her partner is doing the podcast, Michelle Are
2: He's still asleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And good morning to you too, Michelle. Good morning. And the Australian who would never dare to be as high as a kite in Indonesia, Ben Powell. (laughs)
3: <laughs> don't be so sure about that
1: hit the drugs in easier <laughs> jokes. they have the firing squad and everything and yeah this is another decent episode
3: I disagree actually as far as cast goes it was better than a lot of the other it was better than a lot of the other episodes but it still felt like only half a leg it didn't seem like I did enough like collecting salt then putting together a cart and it felt like oh what else are they going to do oh go to the pit stop okay
1: yeah, I think in other seasons I would be complaining about a kite-flying roadblock, but it at least fit the location. I can't gripe with them for that. You'd complain about that? Yes. That was great. That was like, even just like, um,
3: the side of me that still watches the show for like the magnificent locations and the and the scenery porn, it's like, seeing the the gigantic kite fly majestical through the air was one of like the, it was like a, a zen moment for me.
1: Seems like something i would complain out of Amazing race, Canada.
0: You know what, Michael? Um, if you don't like that kite <laughs> task, then I would not suggest uh, reading the book Kite Runner. I think, and as well as the movie adaptation, because I, I think you would just skip the whole beginning portion uh,
1: uh, of that film and just skip reading the book. <laughs> movie adaptations are never that good, anyway. Can I
3: just say that when uh, Michael said Michael was like hanging hey, shit on um, maze race Canada and then, then like a like a Logan was like, you know what, Michael? I thought something else was going to happen, (laughs) there.
1: I'm just leading into having to talk about my uh, Amazing Race Canada blog that's going to be coming out this week. With the prospects of Amazing Race Canada 4 probably filming within the next six weeks or so, I've basically done a very begging blog post. Begging blog post um, to production to not screw it up this time because they don't have that much goodwill with me this year after... The shit show that was Amazing Race Canada 3.
2: You might have to actually send it to them.
1: Oh, I will. just put
2: it anywhere.
1: That, that's the thing. This blog is not just going up on the Reality TV Warriors website. It's going to be sent to production. I'm going to tweet all of them. Everyone who I know is in production. Because one of them at least needs to read this blog and learn their mistakes.
2: Oh, that's fun.
1: So, previously, six teams raced to Dubai, where Sherry and Cole got off to a slow start on the first self-drive leg in a year. At the detour, Camels tested either team's speed or their patience. At the roadblock, Kurt and Brody burn the Express Pass, helping them beat Bernie and Ashley out for first place. Sherry and Cole couldn't catch up, but were saved by the season's final non-elimination leg. And we get a wonderful bit of awkward product placement.
0: Oh, you mean the sports <laughs> car?
1: <laughs> no, I mean Kurt and Brody when they leave the pit stop.
3: Oh, it's like, the Travelocity. It's
1: like, oh, this Travelocity app is wonderful.
3: It's like a wonderful flashback. Throwback Thursday to last season with uh, Justin and Diana's awkward promotion of the uh, Travelocity
1: app. I think Justin and Diana at least read it off the page. They lifted it off the page, unlike Kurt and Brody, who were just like, "Wow, this is a wonderful app."
0: Yo, do- dude, Kurt, this this app, it's it's sick. It's a sick app. Oh man, Bro. I can't wait to use this when I get home. Just a couple, just a couple of jocks using a Travelocity app. <laughs>
1: Bro, dude.
0: <laughs> Forget the weed, oh. man. We just need travel the apps and light this up.
3: Well, again, they don't smoke weed. That's, that's the devil's lettuce. They don't need anything, but they've got the Jesus Christ in their heart. <laughs> it comes from the earth, Ben.
1: <laughs> it's, it's totally natural, bro. You I think, you're, I think
3: the... you're, ca- you're casting them as hippies when they're, act- when they're just Jesus freaks. You know that, right? <laughs> I can dream. I can dream. You know what was funny in the Previously On segment, though,
0: when they said, oh, or Phil was saying... Kern Brody used the burn the express pass and led to a dominating fourth win. I'm thinking, if you're using the express pass, dominating is the last word I would use to describe their victory in that leg.
1: At least in my uh, previously on segment, I sort of used burn puns. And this is where we get a bit crazy, because there's a little bit of unaired stuff between the airport and the departures. And it's something that I've been sitting on for a week, so it's time to actually reveal it. After Dana and Matt left the pit stop this week on the way to Devise airport, they got pulled over because they had a camera and drove past embassies with the camera hanging out the window.
2: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) And this went completely unaired this week, for some reason.
3: (laughs) Because they weren't two Italian sisters, so it wasn't (laughs) worth watching. (laughs) That'll make sense to you in a while, Logan. I get and
0: the might gist of that sense. scene. I've heard it hinted at so many times that I kind of get the idea
3: of what occurs.
1: Yeah, we're, we're so unsubtle with our hints that, you know, Amazing Race Australia 2.
3: Speaking of, Logan, finish, finish Amazing Race 18 already.
1: Yeah, please do. Sorry, Sorry.
3: I, I know, I know.
1: I'm waiting for you to start doing Amazing Race Australia 1.
0: I can't wait to do Amazing Race Australia either, Mike.
1: Just so we could start talking about Focus, Believe, Achieve and putting fingers up Goat's assholes, and... Um, I can't wait till they actually test- get to it. Goat I, testicles? Not goat testicles,
3: no. <laughs> I can't wait till he actually gets to it, and we, we've completely overhyped it. And it's like, like a maniac, stays season, and Logan's like, what the hell is wrong with these two?
1: Amazing Race Australia 1 isn't even that good compared to some seasons he's blogged about. It's Amazing Race Australia 2 where it starts getting really fun.
3: Oh, Yeah. That's good. The first one's all right, but the second one's good.
1: Uh, so Kurt and Brody leave at 12.28 a.m. with Bernie and Ashley at 12.30. Uh, Tyler and Corey at 1.18 a.m. Uh, Zack and Rachel at one thirty-one, Dana and Matt at one forty-eight, and Sherry and Cole at 4.11, and teams must now fly to Denpasar, Bali, Indonesia, and find the Tanelot Temple to sign up for the hours of operation for the next morning.
0: Sherry and Cole got dissed by one of the other racers on the flight to Bali. I forget who exactly said it, but... Bernie. Uh, yeah, it might have been Bernie, where he's like, everyone caught this flight, even Sherry and Cole. I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of a douchey thing to say.
1: Yeah, there was, there was an unaired clip of everyone's reactions to Sherry and Cole getting another non-elimination again.
0: Oh, I see. So maybe it wasn't even saying like, oh, like, Sherry and Cole were so far behind, but yet even they made this flight. It was more of a, oh, they weren't eliminated, so they made this flight.
1: And Zach and Rachel say on the way to the airport that they want to adopt internationally. <laughs> we might as well have eliminated them then.
0: Yeah, I pretty much wrote that in practice. I'm saying, yep, game over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is no way in hell that a team gets that confessional.
0: It's the first thing we've learned about them in weeks. It's like, oh man, Zach and Rachel getting meaningful content? Yeah, this is kind of going to be their farewell. I don't care what kind of editing uh, trickery you try to put in between now and the end of the episode.
1: And when they get to the temple, Curtin Brody and Sherry and Cole get the 6.15am departures. Bernie and Ashley and Tyler and Corey get 6.30 and Zach and Rachel and Dana and Matt get 6.45. And once they depart in the morning, they have to search the area for a clue hidden in a traditional Balinese fruit offering. Uh, once they find it, they have to take two of the fruit offerings to the Pura Enjung Gala Temple, where they can exchange the fruit for a second offering, a live snake each, which they must take back to Tanalot to receive their next clue.
2: I thought we were going to have to make the fruit offering.
1: They have done that in other seasons.
2: They have, they, they,
3: yeah. Specifically, they did that in 22, which is where Jessica and John's ultimate flame-out came in.
1: Yeah, I was thinking when I saw the offerings that, actually, they've made those before.
3: They're probably just preserved from the last se- from the season 22, like, you know, they... GMOs? Like, yeah, GMOs. You can't, we can't afford we can't afford to buy new ones. We still have those from the previous season, right? Yep.
1: And, Bring them in. And Kurt and Brody find Jessica and John's uh, Express Pass hidden in their fruit offering.
3: He still hasn't used it yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, poor, poor Anders. Poor Anders. Oy vey. Did anyone notice Brody's uh, impression of Beavis and Butthead uh, during the overnight before the st- before they left for the temple in the morning?
1: No.
3: No.
0: Oh, he just sort of did like a Beavis and Butthead-like uh, laugh when he found out there was departure time. I didn't know if it was intentional or not. Because he's never laughed like that before during the season.
3: Probably not. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. It's like... Most people have modern references. Like if uh, Ty- if Tyler was ten years older, the uh, the snake probably would have been a reference to Anaconda or something. Yes, J- instead of, J- instead, of Bri- instead of Brittany. Yeah,
0: he would have been like, "Oh, I feel like J Lo and and uh, LL Cool J right now." That's what I would have said.
3: I think I think probably would have, probably just would have been uh, J Lo instead of LL Cool J because you know, in general, uh, gay men don't compare themselves to strong to. Um, to ma- black male rappers. They t- try to tend to compare themselves to pop stars.
1: And if Blair would have still been around, she probably would have compared herself to, like, Nicki Minaj and Anaconda or something.
0: Damn it, that's <laughs> what I was going to
1: say. <laughs> Suck it, wacky. But yeah, Corey wasn't a big fan of snakes.
0: Not even snakes on a plane.
1: I'm very disappointed no one did a uh, snake. Snake. Snake! Reference.
2: They were gorgeous
1: they, snakes.
3: These, people, these people aren't nerds,
1: Michael. I'm sure Birdie and Ashley did it. They probably opened the pot and went, Snake! Oh, what's in the pot?
3: Ba-ding. Oh, solid snake!
1: <laughs> Finally, jeez.
3: <laughs> yes,
1: oh, you could... be,
0: yeah, if only the snakes were under a under a box, just slowly edging their way away from the racers.
1: How much Smash Brothers Brawl have you played?
0: <laughs> it would have been even better than it would have been even better if like uh, one teams are about to like one team member gets the snake and then they lift up the other box, assuming it's going to be another snake. But really, it's just Phil Kogan to do another uh, on-air live report, <laughs> just to scare the crap out of them and then inevitably leave the <laughs> snake to bite one of the racers.
1: Oh, Phil doing an on on-location report from a cardboard box would have been just wonderful. It would have been like Big Brother UK level of awesome.
0: Or they have to <laughs> hang Phil around their neck. That would have been amusing.
1: <laughs> yeah, instead of having um, a speed bump, Sherry and Cole get a handicap again, and instead of having a snake, they both have to carry Phil Cogan around their neck. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was Amazing Race Israel, they would have done that. Let's be honest, that is a complete hammer uh, non-elimination penalty.
3: I'm standing on Cole's shoulders as he carries me down to the Kuat Temple. <laughs> And along with the fresh fruit,
0: this is a ki- this is a, a kiwi offering to the locals. <laughs> Could you imagine, Rachel? If Rachel had to do that as the handicap, she would have been dead.
3: <laughs> we have to work together as a team, Rachel. Isn't is supposed to be fun?
1: We both wear the pants in the carrying fill. <laughs>
0: Bill is in each of our pant legs. How is this possible?
1: Oh, I, I hope Haberutz has some more ridiculous penalties when they finally bother to come back. So Kurt and Brody are the first to leave with Tyler and Corey in second, Bernie and Ashley in third, Sherry a call in fourth. And Zach is also not a fan of snakes and yelps almost as much as Corey did. And I loved how Dana was just treating the snakes like a piece of workout equipment. She was not phased at all. I think going into this leg, everyone sort of expected Dana to probably freak out about snakes and be loud and everything. But she was very quiet, this leg, and just got shit done.
0: Wasn't she holding the head up also? Wasn't she the only one who was doing that?
1: Yeah, she she was sort of running along with it like she had two sort of free weights. You can tell how much I exercise, can't
0: you? Yeah. I like how Kurt and Brody got lost, even though I ended up being like 10 feet away to be the... Or from the first temple. Like, imagine if they had to do the water temple from Legend of Zelda. Like, they would just be completely lost.
1: What, the original N64 version or the 3DS version where they basically signposted every exit?
0: 90s version versus 2000s reference uh, version. Michael, which one do you think I'm talking about?
1: Given that the 2000s hasn't reached Kennedy yet, I'm going to go the 90s version. That is correct. Yes. So, Dana and Matt leave in fifth with Zach and Rachel in last, and teams must now head to the Bat Temple and find Kusamba Beach, around 500 metres away from the Bat Temple, to find their next clue. Which is the first roadblock of the leg, which is who is the salt of the earth.
3: The first roadblock? Spoiler! Damn it!
1: For the first time in uh, a long while, we have a double roadblock leg. And in this roadblock, one team member must produce four bags of local white powder and bag it up to receive their next clue. Michael. Another Indonesian drug reference.
0: And they have to wait for it to crystallize, too. And they also say crystallize. I'm thinking, wow, Phil, you uh, could have really reworded your
3: phrasing for the roadblock. The next roadblock involves avoiding an Indonesian
1: firing squad. Exactly. Uh, So in this roadblock, one team must transfer enough water from the sea to water a plot of sand before harvesting enough salt to fill four bags to receive the next click. And it's Kurt, Bernie, Tyler, Rachel, Cole, and Matt doing this roadblock. How much
3: land can Indonesia
1: afford to waste that so they can literally salt the earth? A lot. I mean, as Amazing Race uh, Australia 1 taught us, Indonesia has a lot of islands. Including Gilligan's the pit stop for this leg of the race.
3: Including Gilligan's Island? What?
1: <laughs> I don't know how I remember it's Gilligan's but I do. I-
3: I'm still hearing Gilligan's Island. gilly
1: tra Gilligan's Island. Yeah. imagine the bloke who's executing people on the mole saying it anderson cooper no i didn't say getting bladdered with the contestants i said the grumpy uncle of the amazing race host family grant bowler just imagine a bloke stroking a cheater okay
3: gilligan's island oh
1: jeez, god hey can i go uh, off topic
2: can i go off the off topic no you're not allowed um when they, when they were running to the Bat Temple, they were running along the street. And you know how Amazing Race just uses random traffic noises in whatever country they're in? Even, it's just this generic car horn or train horn or whatever. You know, even in Australia, they had a train horn, which we don't even have. It just sounded like that normal train horn in any country. And when they were running down the street in Bali, they, were, they did a car horn. And they don't really use car horns in Bali. They just drive around anywhere they like. They don't care who's on the road. They just drive around you. So it just, it just, it's just one little thing that drives me crazy about the Amazing Race is all these generic car train sounds that they use when they're not used in that country. More Amazing Race fakery.
1: Some
3: random uh, tourist is going to go from America to Indonesia and step out on the road and be like, "Oh, don't worry, the they'll call the the vehicles will beep if they if they're about to hit me." It's flat.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's- no.
3: <laughs> I mean, not every not everyone not everyone has the intricate knowledge of Indonesia like we do. AKA, we don't. Oh, they don't go there to a party all the time.
1: Yeah, it's it's like random Americans going to Vietnam and just trying to walk across the road. <laughs> that was legitimately the scariest thing that we did last year. Was just trying to walk across the road in Vietnam, and just cars just going right around you. Now you can
0: get the new high score in Frogger, though.
1: Yeah, it did feel like a real-life game in Frogger.
0: You you know what was was amusing with the temples uh, when Sherry was going by them? I think it might have been the first one where she was just screaming amongst them, and then all of the locals at the temple were doing, like, jazz hands. That's that was it. I just wanted to point that out, because I just found that. That's how they wave you, racist. Oh. I thought that was just I, American jazz culture making its way to Indonesia. sphere of influence.
3: The entire world doesn't revol- revolve around North America. God.
0: Well, stupid, revolves stupid around Americans. the United States Hey,.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Canada is America's hat. just like, uh, like America, they have uneducated foreigners coming from the uh, southern border. It's quite the Canada Party video.
0: You know what they should have done? They should have gone to the bat cave instead of the Bat Temple, and then I would have another joke to work with. What up with that? Yeah.
1: And um, what they should have said is it's called the Bat Temple and just had it hidden behind a rock wall of some description.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they fall down it and then they have to spend like a, the next two and a half hours trying to escape from it.
3: Imagine if uh, Sherry and Cole, before they had to go back there, they had to um, load up and repel. Seriously? Nothing? Oh my god, we put, up, we put up all your lame video game jokes all the time and mine doesn't even get a chuckle. God, you guys suck.
1: And talking of Sherry and Cole, they do have to go back to the Bat Temple for their speed bump which is making uh, 10 local breakfasts and selling them uh, before eating one between them themselves.
3: While dosed and repel. I mean, seriously, at least Pokemon is still a recent game. God.
1: It's actually made worse by the fact that I'm wearing a Gengar t-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely am as well.
0: Your jokes are ghastly, Michael.
1: Oh god, here we go.
0: Don't let me haunter you guys with my bad puns.
1: Seriously, are we stooping to Pokemon puns now?
0: Hey, we got through all
3: three of can- them. Can you Diglett?
1: Yes, you can.
2: Oh my gosh! No, you're yes, saying that yes, exactly like Robbie Williams. Then
1: that's kind of the point, though. And we get another bit of backstory this time for Kurt, who apparently had stage three colon cancer at the age of twenty-three.
0: What are we supposed to do with that, Michael?
1: I don't know. I, I just want to see whether you're going to um, rise to it.
0: I just had a family friend die of brain cancer about a week ago. Like that's like oh, I, I I can't I can't I can't do anything with that
1: and. I loved how Sherry was just so encouraging to every single person.
0: Yeah, like she, like her, her and Cole have had the worst average by far of any team. Yet when she has a slight lead, she's the only one that's willing to help out everybody else. It's like I think the six point eight seven average allows you to be a bit more cutthroat in this situation.
1: She's just so nice.
3: There's, there's certain teams that have low averages, but like it's not it's not for a lack of racing ability on their part. It's just a, like a lack of. Um, drive to put, to put others down. Like, um, uh, just a bit spoiler, but like, uh, one of the reasons that, um, Lucy and I, Lucy and Amelia from Amazing Race Australia 2 didn't do so like hot is because a lot of the time they were like touristing around. Like they, they did race, but like whenever they got, whenever they saw like a really good spot, they, they like took, they, um, took photos and took in the scenery and stuff. And then like the production crew was like, come on. And like, so they could have done a bit better. I mean, it wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been as fun, but they could have done a bit better had they like put more focus into it. But like, you know, that's not the that's not the point of them. So
1: I think with the example of Lucy and Amelia, they, this is going into territory that Logan might cover in his preview blog for Amazing Race Australia one. But Lucy and Amelia were originally cast for Amazing Race Australia one, and then their mum got sick.
3: That was covered in season two as well.
1: Yeah, um, but then their mother got sick. I, I believe it might have actually been cancer
3: yeah it was like
1: um so they pulled out of the race to take care of the mum basically and then came back for season two so i think their mindset was more we're getting this amazing opportunity again our mum was taught us not to take life for granted basically so we're gonna stop and have a look
3: yeah that, that does make sense
1: that would be the argument i would make anyway we need to stop talking about lucy and amelia because i love them let's, too
3: much let's not talk about good
1: seasons um and bernie is the first to finish the watering part with Curtin in second and Corey in third and this week even dana's being encouraging to matt dana was really really supportive partner this week i think dana you just, reach, I think just reaching. i think you are just
3: reaching aren't you michael Did, wait wait really michelle
2: La- compared to last week where literally the camera was on her more than anyone else and she was just being oh just such a whingy girl and then this week like we hardly ever looked at her and that, when we did, she was she was being supportive.
3: I saw that as more a non-edit, really, in my opinion. Like, like I thought I was I was with Michael when uh, he said that this should be Dana's uh, redemption, redemption. But then, like this week happened, and like nothing was really made of it. And she was like given no barely any screen time whatsoever.
0: I don't. I have two and a half pages of notes, and I don't think I wrote a single note about Dana and
3: Matt this whole week.
2: I did one. My line was, nothing much from Dana this week. That was my line about Dana.
3: <laughs> and my mental, my mental note was, jeez, uh, Dana's getting no content, especially compared to last week.
2: I
1: don't think they could have topped the content that she got last week, though.
3: If, well, if they aired that scene, uh,
0: some would say that would top it.
1: Yeah. Cole is the, first, uh, the fourth to leave that part, with Matt in fifth and Rachel in last.
0: Oh, did we comment on the speed bump at all?
1: There really wasn't much to talk about, Logan.
0: But the uh, goat testicles.
1: Yeah, it was a harder speed bump than uh, than most speed bumps, but that isn't saying much.
0: It was harder than a te- goat testicle. Is that what it was you're saying,
3: than, Mike? It was harder than most tasks this season.
1: Well, did you see how
0: spicy that bowl of soup was? And they had to share the bowl.
3: As a off note, uh, did you see the post in Amazing Race fans with, um, with someone getting pissed off because it wasn't <laughs> goat testicles, or it was fish balls?
1: Yes. And it wasn't even fish balls. Alex corrected him. <laughs> It's made of beef or lamb, because Sherry looked it up after they came back after the season. It's baxo, is what they had to make.
3: You mean all Asians don't know all, all Asian food? Exactly. Just like I know almost nothing about poutine.
1: Really? Well, yeah.
3: I
0: probably not know more about poutine than Logan does.
1: To so, To be fair to you, Logan, as a vegetarian, you probably shouldn't know much about meat gravy.
0: That is true. I've only had poutine once, and that was like right before I was vegetarian. That's how good poutine is.
1: <laughs> Ignoring the cheese, poutine is very nice. I'm not a big fan of the cheese on it. But chips and gravy will do me.
2: How can you not be a fan of cheese?
1: I don't like cheese on certain things. It's like cheese on garlic bread is a waste. You should just have plain garlic bread. Plain garlic bread is much nicer. I agree. No, I'm
0: isn't. not a big cheese person either. I love gar- cheese.
3: Garlic gar- bread with cheese is great.
1: I will perfectly happily have uh, pizza and stuff. But yeah, garlic bread with cheese is. Not as nice as Girl at Plane.
3: You just haven't had the right one then, Michael.
2: I agree.
1: So, Bernie and Ashley are the first to leave the roadblock, and teams must now find Mercesari Beach to find their next clue.
3: Seemed like everything was
0: really close together in terms of location for this leg.
1: Bali really isn't a big island.
0: And, uh, uh I don't know, I was just looking through my notes, I thought I had something more to add to it, but nope. Other than, well, Rachel collapsing... At
1: the first roadblock, that was a hard roadblock,
0: though. Yeah, like we've—I know we've talked about the whole being too afraid to go fast on a bike and then attempting the bike task, or her uh, miscounting the money with the peso task in uh, in Colombia. But the structure they were holding for the roadblock is almost designed like the super yoke, which is uh, a device they use in like pure strength muscle uh, competitions. So I it pretty much works the whole body, so I can see how somebody with Rachel's frame uh, wouldn't have been a big fan of that roadblock.
1: Yeah, they had terrible roadblock choice, I think. Yeah, Zach probably would would have been better at the second one, but Rachel certainly wasn't better at the first one.
0: Yeah, it's one of those cases where if they were to do the race again, I'm sure Rachel would be uh, doing a lot more upper body exercises before going on to the race.
1: But it's even worse that they could have actually had a quick look around at the roadblock decision point and seen what the task looked like.
0: Or just call out and see if Sherry's within earshot and then she can just tell you what the roadblock is going to be.
1: That is true, because I think if Zach and Rachel had picked the had switched their roadblocks, they probably would have survived.
0: Wasn't Rachel, even though, really struggling, though, even with tying the, the bags, though, for the salt crystals? Like, I could, the kite task, a lot of it had to do with knots and tying. So, uh, so I think regardless of which roadblock she would have done in this episode, uh, she probably would have been dead last anyway.
1: I think Zach probably would have made up a lot of time on the actual carrying the water, though.
0: Well, yeah, because he's, he's, he's a magician, so he can just walk on the water.
1: That is true.
3: On the way back, magicians, <laughs> aren't, magicians aren't Jesus.
2: Jesus, Logan. Oh damn! Hey, um, oh. those salt bags. How they didn't have much plastic left to tie up on the end. Mm-hmm. So hard. And and can uh, you? T- can anyone? enlighten me is probably. I probably need Ben though. What is a skinny margarita?
1: Skinny margarita is less alcohol, I think. Although I um I don't drink, so don't quote me on that. <laughs>
2: I don't understand. I just like
0: margaritas in general. I, I like margaritas regardless if it's skinny or not.
2: Why yeah. are the it's, skinny? Anything? It made,
3: it made, because um, uh, it's for ski- It's well, at least this website telling me it's for um. Well, skinny people can take less alcohol before they get drunk.
1: So I was right about it being less alcohol.
3: Yeah. Yes. Get in. Just just okay. drink
2: less drinks.
3: I, I Google Maps the entire route for this leg, and uh, driving alone would have taken at least four hours to get through everything, because um. From the airport to the temple was like a fair amount but then like from the temple they had to drive like halfway across the entire ba- um bali island because uh the Lot temple and the kusamba beach are so far away from each other they're at least 100 kilometers away from each other sure. but um the but the uh the beach with the roadblock and the beach where they they push off to the pit stop is only like 200 meters away so you know who would have had a lot of fun with the salt tying portion of this roadblock from uh, the 90s? No,
0: but close. Uh, Adam from uh, Adam and Rebecca. I think he would have he would he wouldn't have been able to see while uh, tying in the salt bags.
1: You mean Hellboy himself.
0: Hellboy yeah, he would have been like, I can't see Rebecca. I can't see tying the end of the salt bags. It's all in my eyes. I salted my body instead of the earth. <laughs> what
2: <laughs> This is so far over my head I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: It's from season six when Adam and Rebecca, when Adam did the roadblock in the Senegal and he was just completely blinded and crying and complaining oh, the whole yes. time. Oh, yes,
2: okay, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And Re- and Rebecca would have been, sorry, I can't pay attention, I'm busy with Jackie Warner. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine Flo doing this roadblock?
3: Can you imagine Flo doing any roadblock?
1: Well, she sold Escargot. So once teams get to Mercasari Beach, it's the second roadblock of the leg which is who wants to be as high as a kite. And in this roadblock, the team member who did not complete the last roadblock uh, must help to build a 30-foot-long kite before flying it to receive their next clue. And that means it's Ashley, Corey, Brody, Sherry, Dana, and Zach doing this roadblock.
0: And the winners of the Masonry's canda Canada 2 will give them their
1: next clue. Uh, and I love that all the people who weren't participating in this, ro- in this roadblock just sat cross-legged under the example kite.
2: Mm-hmm. They were beautiful kites. They're huge Oh.
0: and out of nowhere, we get the
1: storyline
0: of Brody has to do every roadblock that's left in the race.
1: Yeah, Tyler and Corey and Kurt and Brody are the only teams who have a six-four split at the moment.
3: And one team's going the oh no, one team has one person has to do the rest of the roadblocks, and the other isn't. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Because I believe Tyler has to do the next two as well.
0: And with Brody, he he already had to use the express pass on the last round's uh, roadblock, so.
1: He hasn't been doing too well. No, Kurt is definitely the MVP of that team. However, they did both uh, drop the team two places in their roadblocks. Hmm. And I love how Ashley said that Brody frequently consulted with her kite. It's such a wonderfully flowery way of saying that he cheated and copied.
2: There seemed to be so much to do with those kites. And when you've just got an example to look at, I think it'd be really hard to do it without, you know, steps and... Some sort of, I don't know. They just had no directions at all. It just hard.
1: I love how they actually, that Phil actually said in the, um, the description of the task that they'd get help from locals, and the locals just stood there and laughed.
0: They were <sighs> I laughing at him. Oh
2: know it's good.
0: <laughs> Brody's been trying to fix this kite his whole life, and they're just standing there and laughing at him, and that's just rude.
1: Logan, we can't make Margie and Luke jokes anymore. Remember, Imagine Race fans taught us that this week
0: well, we can still make jokes, we just uh, can't be complete assholes about it and make fun of them in their own thread.
1: Did you not see uh, them getting a little bit pissy when um, someone started criticising them on Amazing Race fans?
0: (laughs) A few of the older members of that page were making fun of them out in the thread where somebody was praising them. What's even better is that Margie was liking their posts. She was sarcastically liking them. And that's rude. (laughs) And that's hilarious.
1: (laughs) So Tyler and Corey are the first to leave with Bernie and Ashley in second, and then we get a wonderful editing joke when uh, Dana asks Sherry uh, whether she should do bo- bows or knots to tie things onto the uh, kite, and Sherry says uh, knots, and then Brody, and then he just zooms in on Brody's kite which has all bows.
3: To be fair, I wouldn't be able, to, I wouldn't be able to do knots either. Like my fingers, I literally incapable of doing knots without like chopping off the tips or something.
1: Yeah, I feel Brody's pain of having huge hands and having to try and do finicky things, but yeah, it was still a bit of a mean editing joke to do that. So Sherry and Cole are the third to leave with Dana and Matt in fourth, Kurt and Brody in fifth, and Zach and Rachel in last, and teams must now take an outrigger canoe to the Pinnacy boat moored off Samoang Beach, the pit stop for this leg of the race. The last team to check in here will be eliminated.
0: There's actually another bit of interesting uh, commentary in terms of the dichotomy between uh, Zach and Rachel. Where all the racers are, you know, just thinking. Oh, you know, Rachel's really going to struggle with this, or Rachel's really going to struggle with that. And then whenever Zach is doing anything, the racers are like, "Oh, Zach's going to be great at this. Zach's going to be great at that. Zach's awesome at everything." It's just a, it's just a quite the dichotomy there, and I felt the need to
1: point it out. You're my hero, Zach.
0: He loves flying. He even has Vine videos where he's, uh, where he's levitating above the ground
1: and jump against cars.
0: Yes. No self-drive leg is going to be a challenge for that guy.
1: And Tyler and Corey are the first to check in, and they win five thousand dollars each.
0: Hey, Michael, did you, you? I think you might have missed it out in the second roadblock, but did you notice that uh, Brendan from Survivor Token Chains was at the front of each kite? Well, the dragon. Yeah, he was the head of the head of the dragon. Head of the dragon, Brendan. Yeah, I thought that was
1: Ozzy. No, Ozzy gives a different type of head. Uh, has anyone ever slayed a dragon before?
0: Um no, I haven't. Coach has. Oh.
1: Come on.
3: I mean I've thrown Aww. I've thrown balls underhanded tiles before. <laughs> He's also e- eaten goat testicles before too.
1: And he nearly had um, pygmies eat his testicles before.
0: He's actually sold the salt crystal bags that they made at the start of this leg, got shot by the firing squad, and still lived to tell the tale.
1: Fact. And for the fourth leg in a row, Bernie and Ashley checking in second place. And we get the same clip of Ashley saying we're very familiar with second place, twice in this leg, once at the start and once at the end.
0: So pretty much as soon as they finish first, that's where their storyline is going to end. So if this goes, carries all the way over into the finale, that means Bernie and Ashley are going to win the season. But if they finish in first place before the finale, that means they will not be winning the season.
3: So they will either, James- either James and James it, or they will uh, Joey and Kelsey it. Bingo.
1: And next week, they are playing to equal Joey and Kelsey's record, which was for a long time was four in a row was the record. And Joey and Kelsey beat it with five last year, and, or last season. And now they're trying to equal it. Can they I've do it? Getting,
3: so they've been getting second places since leg like
1: six. Yeah, they've got four second places in a row now. Do
0: you, notice that with, do you notice with Brody how he assigned an arbitrary number to his progress on the kite-flying task? How did he know that he was 75% done? I think he might have been 70 or 68 or maybe even 80, but how did he know he was
1: 75?
2: He's just a mathematical genius.
1: Just a couple of bros doing some math. (laughs) And for the first time all season, Sherry and Cole are top three. They
2: get third place this week. That's nice for a change. Yeah.
0: Those stats were crazy on how little they had beaten the other five teams leading up to this leg. Like they only beat Zach and Rachel once, and they beat Tyler and Corey once, and then everyone else has beaten them on either all eight rounds leading up to this episode, or in Zach and Rachel and Tyler and Corey's case, they have beaten Cheering Cole in the other seven rounds. So out of nowhere, I mean, the speed bump's not really that much of an obstacle, but they still managed to beat uh, one, two, uh, three other teams. It's live maths
1: from Logan. <laughs>
0: Bro- I should leave the mathematics to Brody.
1: And Dana and Matt checking in fourth. And then we get Kurt and Brody fighting over rowing. Just a couple, couple of rows, losing some rows. But they then check in in fifth place.
0: In the most oh, wobbly, disoriented, unstudied check into the pit stop I think I have ever seen. All, all we needed was a strategically placed banana peel. And it would have been awesome
1: and sadly, Zach and Rachel are the last teams to check in, and they have been eliminated from the race. But their exit is very memorable, because it is basically a copycat of every Survivor intro and Pirate Master.
0: Yes, walk the plank. What? There's no actual plank. No, 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 you guys just have to get off this boat. There's no plank. We just want to see you jump off this boat, because we think it would be funny.
1: To so quote Cameron Dado, they've been cut adrift.
0: Yes, and then at the start of next episode, this, is, this hasn't been... Uh... This hasn't been aired yet, but at the start of next week, I've gotten special uh, special insight info that Bill is going to be like, "Oh, uh, I, found your next cl- I found your next clue! I found your next clue! It's just inside the chest of Zanzibar, and luckily, I have found the next key, and that is where their clue shall be."
1: Your past has come back to haunt you.
0: Oh, Jay's going to be screwed. <laughs>
1: There will be literally ones of people who will get these references, but I loved Pirate Master.
3: That whistling sound was the, that going over everyone's head.
1: <laughs> <Apart from
0: ours. laughs> hey, I know people have seen Pirate Master over, over the past few years since it ended.
1: Pirate Master was so good that it actually uh, aired on a third-rate cable channel over here. Started off on a sort of first-rate cable channel, and then after about six weeks, they just dumped it onto a third-rate one at like 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning.
0: Screw anyone who hasn't seen Pirate Master, seriously.
1: It's like screw anyone who hasn't seen Treasure Hunters.
3: Yeah. Pirate Master was a genius show. It was the biggest hit show set on Ireland since Harper's Island, which uh, subsequently here it started out at a 9.30 slot and then got shoved to like 1am.
1: Starring um, the hero of Arrow, Katie Cassidy.
3: And 20-something other people who no- you don't remember the names of.
1: So next week, there's more Barley. Cliff jumps, scuba diving, chickens, coconuts, and a very pretty-looking native U-turn board, if I do say so.
2: Yes, it's Survivor-esque.
1: In fact, which season was it? I think it was San Juan del Sur. They, I was watching an interview with the art department, and they said that they basically uh, based everything for San Juan del Sur on um, Indonesian artwork. So it probably is the same art department, let's be honest.
0: Why, San Juan del Sur is in Nicaragua. How do they? How do they transplant that? Exactly. Why would they transplant that?
1: I remember thinking this... it was a ridiculous thing for them to do, but I think I think it was someone else. Here. It was either Kagean or someone else. Here.
0: Hey, Michael, remember that redemptive uh, uh, confessional where Dane and Matt uh, do a lot better this leg, and Phil commends them for doing so at the pit stop.
1: Hey, Logan, remember your winner pick of Zach and Rachel?
0: Oh yeah, I, did, I, did, I completely forgot about that in the preseason. Yeah. I ditched that theory long ago.
1: I've been waiting <laughs> nine weeks to drop that in. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, what I did thought... I say? I can't even remember.
1: I think we were all quite high on Zach and Rachel. Awesome.
3: I think we're all the biggest Aaron and Jocelyn fans. Yeah, I was about to
0: say, I'm uh, thinking, yeah, I, uh... remember, I'm, I remember placing Aaron and Jocelyn in my top three for this season.
1: So we have three questions to end with. We will start with Michael Jenks, who says, We've seen on all races past a team where one racer carries the other if you were paired with a racer who had never seen the show what qualities of a racer are a must
0: can drive a stick in the Race Canada, that is
1: logan i could be your partner now suck it driving test six times the charm
3: hooray can do the
1: splits memory they have
2: to have a good memory
3: can speak five languages
1: and all of them have to be useful ones, rather than, you know, pointless ones.
3: Oh, my you mean, you mean you
0: from the from, from uh, Sardinia is not going to come into play then. You mean all that time
3: I've spent studying Romance is useless?
1: Yeah, it, if you got someone with the five languages uh, they could speak, being like English, Romance, Latin, Klingon.
0: Navi? Pig Latin?
1: Yeah, that would be pointless.
0: I speak all the
1: Latins. You need five useful languages. If you can ask for five languages, Ben.
0: Urdu, Urdu would probably it would probably be English, Logarduris, <laughs> Navi, Klingon,
3: and Urdu. <laughs> I'm going with uh, English, Orcish, Elf- Elfish, Elvin. uh Murloc, and Blood Elf. Dothraki, Dothraki. You need to speak
0: Dothraki.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: That is literally the most excited Michelle has been for weeks. week.
2: Game of Thrones! Oh, like, literally, like 24 hours!
1: More importantly, oh Veef and Silicon Valley are both back as well. That's that's what I care about. Who gives really? a shit about Game of Thrones? Veef and Silicon Valley are back.
2: I've never heard oh, of that. No, pales in comparison. Bali, Bali, Bali.
1: <laughs> I think, ultimately, if you're looking for a partner, you need someone who complements your skills. So someone who's good at stuff you're not.
3: Like I said, doing
1: Navigation. Yeah, so like navigation, or for certain people, actually being talented. So yeah, you just need someone who complements your skills. Like for me, it probably would be you know dancing or endurance. Lifting. Yeah, dancing
0: would probably be a big Absolutely. thing for me. I would need need to be partnered with somebody who's a good dancer and who would be really good at hmm, trying to think. Yeah, I'm good at everything else. So yeah.
1: I think an underrated skill is actually being able to work as a team as well. You need someone who you get on well enough with that if you have a fight, you just suck it up basically within a a few minutes.
0: Somebody with a
3: construction background. That's what I would need to compliment me.
1: Or someone who drives a Zamboni.
3: I need someone who's, um, who's good at things that I'm not, but not better at things I'm good at. So... They, I'm good with technology, so they need to have never seen, never seen technology before. So Canadian. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a, uh, I'm thinking a caveman. That'll be good. He'll be, he'll be strong, which I'm not. Um, he'll be good at physical tasks. He'll be good at running. Um, the only thing is, if we have a fight, I'll get clubbed over the head.
1: And that's a <laughs> downside.
3: Well, I like living. <laughs> You'd be remembered, Ben. I wouldn't be alive. Uh, I wouldn't be alive, Michael. I'd like to be
1: alive, then remembered. It'd make a, a memorable exit for you from your morsel coil.
3: The Amazing Race
0: Australia 4. Ben partnered up with the caveman from the Geico commercial.
1: The Amazing Race Australia 4. Deathmatch. 11 teams enter. Only one will leave.
3: And many will be killed by their partners. That's just the, that's, just, that's actually just the Hunger Games, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Kurt Reptile says, "What do you think of Phil checking teams in before they arrived at the mat? Actually, proclaiming first while they were still rowing, it seemed a bit anticlimactic in a way, but it was a fun way to eliminate a team. Any other teams been eliminated by walking the plank? Well, not an amazing race.
3: I'd love for um, like Kurt and Brody to like walk up, walk up, and then like um, the ship actually like sends them off the side, like because <laughs> it just because it's tipping, so it's, it tips them off the side, and then Zach and Rachel check in. It's like that the bombs make, away mini game
1: and." We will finish with a sort of follow-up question to Jenks's last question, which is how do you run as a superfan and not be a douchebag? What are the do's and don'ts?
3: Um, don't do what Justin does. Um, do what Aubrey does.
2: I'm trying to think of something. I don't, I don't know.
3: I thought I could hear the gears whirring.
2: I know. <laughs> you well, don't I already know. gave the
3: perfect answer, so...
2: Well, yeah, but I'm allowed to say something too, Mr. Ben. Um... I'd, I'd say don't try and tell everyone that you know everything because that can be your downfall.
1: Don't reveal yourself as a superfan because that will paint a massive target on your back.
0: I would come up with a fake sob story for the audience to sympathize with me for um, just because it, 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 would, it would work every time. Yeah, I'd be like, I was born Canadian. There's nothing I could do to change that. I've had to live with this my whole life. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what else? I think other than that, though, I probably would come off pretty douchey. I just wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd be, like, in the corner being like, did you know that Eric and Jeremy have an average of 1.69 in the Amazing Race US? I bet you didn't. And then they'd be like, oh, Logan, st- just stop, stop. Just stop. Just quit while you're ahead.
1: <laughs> Lol, as if you'd be ahead. So, anything else to say about this week's episode? Before we sign off and then I go to bed.
3: Uh, I like Zach and- I really do like Zach and Rachel. Like, um... You know, on a, on a season like this, with as, as many an, like outwardly annoying characters as well, two out, of, two out of the final five, the worst, the 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 first thing you could be from a, from the worst thing on this season is a um is a like a mildly positive town person, which basically what Zach and Rachel were. They're like a modern Chris and John, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I liked Zach and Rachel. I thought that they had a I thought they had a pretty good showing. I mean, they didn't disgrace themselves. They were just kind of there. They won a leg. Yeah, they are the first leg winners of the season to disappear.
3: It's about the same spot that last season's leg winners disappeared as well.
1: Yeah, it would be actually, wouldn't it?
3: Although I, I'm fan I am fan, I'm more of a fan of like random early, random early boots of the season being um, leg winners as well. Like that's why Amazing Race 26 was one of my favourites. Burger and Yeah, most one of the most random teams to ever win a leg. I mean, Amazing Race Australia exists, but still.
1: So. Thanks for listening to this Team number podcast. You can join us next week to recap the tenth episode of the season. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account at RTV Warriors, and on our own Twitter pages at MJ Halmstone for me, at Logos for Logan, at Bear three 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 two three for Michelle, and at Ink one Y for Ben. See you later.
3: Bye. Bye.
1: Peace. Oh, and don't forget to listen to Yes Chef because you know Ben's actually doing them again now.
3: Yay. Also, Logan, like, like, thank God you didn't do the hashtags, otherwise we would have sent you to a re-education camp. I would, have,
2: or I would have had to hashtag walk the plank. Why?